<sighs> Hello, you're welcome to the very, very first episode of Scholars Do with Susu. Yeah, that's me. My name is Susu Sumaya. My students call me Miss Sumaya, but you can just call me Susu because you're not homies, okay? It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> But okay, so the first thing I want us to, you know, understand is why? Why am I starting Scholars Do with Susu? What's the purpose of this podcast? I know you're probably wondering, what's she even talking about? I think I want to just get out of here and just go listen to something better. But you're about to find out that this is probably the best thing you would listen to for the week. Okay, now I'm just getting ahead of myself. <laughs> but yeah, Scholars Do, yeah. So today we're actually talking about learning styles. Learning styles. What are learning styles? I'm bringing this to you because I've realized there's a void that needs to be filled in education in Nigeria today. Yeah, I'm based in Lagos and my target audience is Nigeria generally, but most of the people who definitely listen to me, who meet me, who have met me and experienced learning with me are people who live in Lagos. So I've realized that these people need to be met at their point of needs. Our scholars, our kids, our learners, kids from age five to age 10, they need to be met at their point of need for learning. We can't just rely on the traditional method of teaching, of learning, book, pen, teacher, board. No, we need to stop doing all of that and move on to Helping kids learn in ways that would actually affect them for a long term. You know, for the long term, they need to be able to learn, remember, and recall easily. You understand? So that's why we're going into the uh, learning styles today. Excuse me if I'm a bit, you know, on edge because it's actually my first time doing this. And I just, I just want you to stay, stay with me to the end of this. It's just going to be a few minutes, okay? So we have three major learners. We have the read and write as well, but I don't really take that seriously. Everybody reads and writes, okay? But that's my personal philosophy. It's not like the general consensus. However, the major learning styles, we have the auditory, we have the visual, and we have the kinesthetic, also known as tactile. Now, the oral visual learning style is the one I personally have. I'm an oral learner, and it doesn't mean that we are more special or anything, but yeah, I'm just really excited about it. Because what? I can learn something just by listening to it. You play a podcast, I'm good. I've learned it, I've memorized it. You give me a song or something, I've learned, I've memorized it. You give it to me as a, just you talking to me, just you explaining orally, I'm good, I've moved on stuck in my head but not everybody is that should i say i don't want to say privileged because i want to believe that everybody who has a learning style has a privilege a special privilege you know given to them other people need to see pictures they need to see what you're talking about you can just tell them uh, my house is the third house on the street to them it's like what are you saying show it to me bro you need to show them a picture or tell them in colors uh, my house is the house painted yellow and brown. Now they would definitely find the house. But if you had told this visual learner to find the house, there's a third house on the right, blah, blah, blah. They might most likely get lost. Not because they're dumb, but because you've not met them at their own level, at their own space, at their own point. You've not come to them 
in a way that they can understand. And now it's not their fault. It is your fault. As a teacher, if your visual learner isn't learning, it's not your child. It's not the child's fault at all. It's always going to be your fault. If your tactile learner isn't learning, now your tactile learner is somebody that you need to teach by doing the stuff that you want them to learn. Tactile learners learn by the sense of touch. They need to move about. They need to be physically active when they study rather than just sitting at the desk, walking back and forth or something like that, you know. They need to occasionally stand up, move around, read the information out loud, use other learning styles, of course, but majorly they need to do stuff to actually learn the stuff. So, um, to decrease fidgeting, now you have a tech talent in your class, this is the person that probably is always rocking the chair back and forth. <laughs> That's a person that can't sit still. Come on, Abdul, Abdullah, why, why are you standing? Can't you be quiet for a moment? Can't you sit for a moment? Why don't you give that child something active to do to help them actually learn that thing you're teaching them? You want to teach them verbs. Why are you teaching verbs with book and pen? Verbs as an action, those are action words. You want your, your students to learn verbs. You want to take them outside. You want to take them to the swing. If you're a home, should I say home school person, you want to take that child you know, to the compound, tell them to run to the gate. You want to tell them to jump. That child will never forget that lesson. That kinesthetic learner would not forget a lesson where they actually got to tap into their God-given learning style. So today, I just want to leave you with this. You need to meet your child at the point of need, which is their learning style. You need to do what? Take my free learning style assessment, okay? And help your child, you know, know their learning style and then start learning based on these learning styles. Now, I'm just going to drop a few tips for each learning style. To be honest, I think the most challenging one is a kinesthetic. And that's why those are my favorite students. They're my special, very special students. And I, I love them so much because, um, I don't want to say because other people like to neglect them, but because they are just extraordinary. Your kinesthetic learner is your perfect engineer. That's your perfect um, web developer. You know, someone who has to do things who loves to do things, who loves to get their hands dirty, who loves to touch, who, you know, someone who loves to experience things, okay? That's your perfect kinesthetic learner. I'm going to give you some tips for these kinds of learners, okay? Now, your kinesthetic learner needs to use their fingers as a guide when they're reading something new. They need to act out things they have to learn whenever possible. They need to construct models of things they are learning. So you want to teach your kinesthetic learner something scientific. You need to take them to the lab. They would not learn that thing using videos, using book and pen. Mm -mm. You need to take that learner to the science lab. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> so you, 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 can, you can just stop wasting your time. Why is this child not learning? And then we end up tagging them as dumb slow learners no they are not dumb they're not slow it's your fault teacher it's your fault parent you're not meeting this child at their point of need now when you can meet a child a tactile learner at their point of need 
it makes it easier for you to also develop their other learning styles because every child has a major and then a minor learning style. So you can, I mean, I'm majorly oral, but my, you know, my sub is actually visual. I'm so not kinesthetic at all. Like I don't learn things by doing them. I'll just be more confused than before I started. So um, every child always has like another one that's like maybe maybe you have like 60, 40, or you have 60, 30, 10 sometimes. So you want to do what? You want to have your kinesthetic learner do things physical. They're studying, they need to tap a pencil. They need to squeeze a stress ball. They need to, you know, lay down, move, have a rocking chair, things like that. They need to draw things in the air. I think one of my favorite ways to teach my kind of learners is to give them paper to draw charts based on how they understand what we've learned. So I have maybe I'm teaching my, my students something that has like, you know, maybe like affixes. Now I'm teaching affixes. I want them to draw a chart of how they understand the connection between root words and affixes, how they understand the breakdown of the types of affixes, you know. So you want to do that because you want the child to do something related to that. You want to teach your children conjunctions. You want to teach your students conjunctions. You want to give them what? Paper, maybe cut out paper of sentences, and then you give them the conjunctions cut out as well. You want to tell them to piece it together like a puzzle. Now, this child that's a kinesthetic learner is not going to forget this lesson because what they have done it. They have done an action related to it. And pretty soon, scholars do will come, you know, with uh, more solutions for kinesthetic learners that you don't really have to develop on your own. We develop the whole thing for you. All you have to do is what? Use it. Just give it to the child. The child, you know, it's like really intuitive, you know, just easy to do. Uh, also, I want to I want to touch on the visual learners, of course. Visual learners learn when information is presented in a written language format or in another visual format like pictures, diagrams. So if you're a visual learner, the best thing you can do for yourself is to study in a place that is free from visual distractions. You're a visual, you have your child. You're like, why are you always staring outside? Why are you always staring at people? Because they are visual learners. You're talking to them. It's not really sticking. But when you look at it, it sticks. So you need to learn to understand these kids more. Why am I teaching Tony? Why am I teaching Ali? And all Ali is doing or all Tony is doing is staring outside the window. Why would you put a visual learner beside the window? You don't even care to know your child's, your, your student's learning style. You don't, you don't care to know your child's learning style. So you would keep struggling with minor things like windows and... <laughs> child children rocking their chairs back and forth standing up in class i mean of course there's a lot of classroom management that you need to learn if your kids are not really focused in class but it's also like a form of torture for a child who has a learning style that makes them you know really active in a way that's not being treated in class you know so you also need to meet them at their point of need while also expecting that they respect you enough to help you manage your classroom better okay now, so the, back to the visual learning style. The visual learning style, or the visual learner, rather, should use flashcards, okay? So they use flashcards to learn. They need to limit the amount of information on the card so that you can have a mental picture of the information. So you have a flashcard that's just like lots of text, text, text. It's, it's pointless. Except it's a flashcard for maybe tests, like a test flashcard, and that works because you're asking questions, not learning something new. 
But for a flashcard that's for learning something new, you want more pictures for a visual learner. You want more pictures for visual learners. You want them to watch videos about things you're learning in class. You want them to learn a word. Then a visual learner has to do what? Visualize the spelling. A visual learner has to see it in writing and then keep it, you know, commit it to memory via the visual look of these uh, of this word or this new word they're learning. Now, uh, when taking notes, words should be replaced with symbols whenever possible. And, you know, your visual learner should be having, like, colorful notes. You want interactive notes for your visual learner. You don't want your visual learner to be learning with, um, no, say, just black and white. No, that's not going to help your learner at all. Also, we have auditory learners. That's me, that's me, that's me. Your auditory learner needs to use recording devices I'm recording this podcast right now with a recording device. If I was trying to learn something, I could easily just read it, you know, out, record it, and then listen to it over and over again. So, like, a really perfect way for an oral learner or auditory learner to learn something new would be to read it out loud like they're trying to explain it to themselves, like they're teaching it to themselves, and then play it over and over again, and then it sticks forever. Now, one of the perks, the perks of using your learning style to learn stuff is that you don't forget it easily. Something that you learned using your own learning style will stay on your mind for a longer period of time than something you learned using a different... So a child might actually learn something, maybe a visual learner can learn using maybe a kinesthetic learner's learning style, but they won't remember it easily like if they used, you know, their own learning style. So you want to have like jingles poems you want to have dictations you want to have class discussions you know for an oral learner you want to have audiobooks you want to have books on tape you want to study in a quiet place i can't learn anything new where when i hear sound around me Mm-mm. so you want your oral learner to study in a really quiet place like you have the library for them you know and um, when they're learning new things, you need to sound them out syllable by syllable. So th- these are just like, you know, a few clips or a little information on learning styles. And hopefully I come your way some other time. I hope you listen to the end. This is actually my first time trying to do this. So I really hope it was worth your while. And I'm really excited for what is to come. There's so much more coming your way. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye.